Don't fuck with the original. I'm your host, Casper. And I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin, here in the flesh. She might sound better to you guys this month. Month. Oh, Lord Jesus. Here it goes. Yeah, we don't know. We don't know. This month, this year, this day, this week, this hour, this minute. I don't know. 500. <laughs> 800 minutes. Um... But anyway, we're here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Well, we do know it's Wednesday. We don't know which Wednesday of what month or what year. But we do know it's Wednesday. It's September 4th, 2003. Thank you. Because we always bring you podcasts. Every Wednesday is Podcast Wednesday. Um, So guys, they decided to start reopening some stuff here in Ohio. So we decided to start... Getting back together once a week because it is number one once a week. And number two, they're reopening stuff. So we might as well just start getting back to a semi somewhat normal. I mean, I'm still like, we were just discussing where the fuck did April go? Yeah, uh, we've been, I'm sure most of you have been seeing as well as we have all of the copious amounts of memes going around (laughs) where literally April, all I remember from April is uh Casper's birthday, my other friend's birthday, and whoop whoop 420. That's all I remember. I literally a- otherwise April went by in a blink, in a blur, in a snap. Yeah, y'all, I had a birthday and I don't I just wanted to be I just want to be drunk most of the time. <laughs> I just I love it I just it, I mean like we were just discussing that too we're like how many people are gonna come out of this being three times more a drinker than they were going into it like I've realized that I'm now a functioning alcoholic uh I've drank more wine in the past month than I think I've drank in a year honest to god I get those really fucking big bottles and make them last try to make them last a week good for you I try good for you um hey guys we're all finding our ways to cope through all of this but hopefully like us here in ohio things are starting to settle down for the rest of you out there we are starting to flatten the curve here a bit so as casper said the governor has um started opening some businesses um any entertainment businesses like podcast um at a certain point were deemed essential but uh, Casper works. I predominantly work from home, but uh, do you have another job that we just deemed it best to keep distance in the time that they had the stay at home order? So now that things have gotten better, we've decided to bring it back uh, together and um, together. Neither together. one of us were really going anywhere either, except to I literally worked and went home and when and I home. didn't I would go to the grocery that the yeah. grocery was the only other place I went yep that's it so this is the first house I've been in, in well family. I did go to my I did go help my parents and yeah spend time with my parents but other than that this is the first house I've been in yeah since my my family that's it and here and and my own home so um guys we are bringing you Mothman Oh we're, bring, oh, we're bringing him. We're literally. He's here. He's literally here. He's here. He is literally here. Ah! And he's. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? 
That was seven more like a pterodactyl, probably. That was amazing. We play off each other so much better when we're in person. That was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so different when we're in person than when... Because I can't see your facial expressions. I can't see what you're doing. Yes. When you're trying to do... Anybody that's had to do podcast, any any if there's any fellow podcasters out there, um, even if you're trying to do ones via Zoom or over the phone, audio, whatever, like, if you can't take facial cues, if the person's not sitting there with you, it, it can be a, it, it can be a little off a little bit, unless you can really make it work. It can be a little off, but yeah, this just, this just feels more familiar. Familiar. Yes. But yes, Mothman, guys, we're talking Mothman. about. Mothman. The moth, the man of moth. Yes, so this is... <laughs> she said, yeah, so... <laughs> oh, no. Um, I love Mothman. This is a cryptid that uh, I have always had an interest in for a number of years. Um, my take on it is... I think there have been some sightings, especially ones that we're going to talk about tonight in this episode, that I believe people think are definitively true. Um, but I do believe that there's been other sightings of him that are flat out false. So, um, I think this is just, I think I, I kind of put Mothman in one of those categories as like, uh, more so Bigfoot, less Chupacabra. Whereas like, I don't believe Chupacabra is real at all. I think people are seeing a a dog with mange, but I definitely believe Bigfoot's real. Uh, yeah, Casper's totally Chupacabra. Um, I believe Bigfoot's real, but Same. I do believe some Bigfoot sightings are total bullshit. Um, well, it's, it's kind of like Skinwalkers, too. Any cryptid. Same. Any yeah. cryptid. There are going to be stories out there, like, especially if you listen to the ones on YouTube, some of them scare the fuck out of me. Because I'm like, that sounded real. Yeah. Because it wasn't so over the top that you were just kind of like, okay. Now, I understand there are... There are stories out there that sound over the top that are real. I understand that. But some of them you're just kind of like... Skinwalker audio terrifies me because they all sound the same. If they're real, they all sound the same. They sound like a person screaming mixed with a deer. It's really fucked up. With an elk. With an elk. It's weird. Yeah. It's a very definitive sound. If it's... it's, When you can tell the ones that are real, for sure. Um, so guys, as, uh, per usual, we are referencing Wikipedia tonight for, um, our Mothman research. We also watched a, uh, really great Mothman documentary on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, the Mothman just, of Point Pleasant. Yes, I think that's what it's called. And, um. That's probably the best Mothman documentary I've seen. One yeah, that that's the only one that I watched, and that one I feel like is the one that's the most factual in starting from the beginning where uh, the majority of the folklore originated was in Point Pleasant, West Virginia in the 60s. Um, to just start off with a quick overview, um, it's a West Virginian folklore uh, that the Mothman is a creature reportedly seen in Point Pleasant. From November 12th of 1966 to December 15th of 1967, the first newspaper report was published to the Point Pleasant Register dated November 16th, 
1966 titled Couples See Man-Sized Bird Creature or Something. Notice something? Um, 11-16-1966. There are three sixes in that oh date. Oh, God. I just thought I'd point that out. Well, no, I do love that because we will reference a lot, and this was brought up quite a bit in that documentary of the glowing red eyes and people deeming the Mothman as a demonic presence because of the glowing red eyes and the wings. The national press soon picked up reports and helped spread the story across the United States. The Mothman was introduced to a wider audience by Gray Barker in 1970 and later popularized by John Keel in his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, where he claimed that there were supernatural events related to the sightings and a connection to the collapse of the Silver Bridge. The Mothman appears in popular culture. The 2002 film, The Mothman Prophecies, Prophecies, sorry. Proper prophecies. Could not get that word out. Starring Richard Gere was based on Keel's book. An annual festival in Point Pleasant is devoted to the Mothman legend. I thought, weren't we talking about going to that this year? I would love to. I think it's in September. Um, See you. That's a great uh, movie. Song. Song. I'm looking at the fucking thing. Isn't that the worst when you're looking at something and you're thinking about something and it just... I do it when I'm reading a text. The two came together yeah. and my mouth was like, no, that is not That's a great book, what movie. you wanted to say Song? at all. Audio. <laughs> so um, I did want to bring up about uh, Gray Barker. He is a writer that was best known for writing books about UFOs and other paranormal phenomenon. (laughs) Okay, guys, sorry about that. Um, Gray Barker wrote a book in 1970 called The Silver Bridge, where um, it preceded John Keel's book that came out in 1975. And Gray Barker, that book... Uh, is the one that essentially started the connection between the Silver Bridge collapse and the Mothman sightings. Um, He was really into UFOs and more specifically men in black, which have been rumored to be governmental agents that um, are usually sent out to investigate any type of paranormal or UFO sci-fi activity. Um, you know, obviously we all know the movies, but that really has been something that's been rumored, um, and even thought to be true over the years. Actually, there is a really, really famous story of Dan Aykroyd being visited by Men in Black. He was getting ready to develop a TV show back in, I think, like the 90s, maybe around early 2000s, that was going to be about paranormal things, specifically about UFOs and different things of that knowledge. And he happened to be on the phone one evening and he noticed, this was after he talked to his agent about greenlighting the show and, or possibly greenlighting the show, developing the show. And that's when he noticed a unmarked, unmarked car with two men in it that were in black suits. And it was like one minute they were there and one minute they weren't there. And not too long after that, the show never came to fruition. It was just completely axed. Nope. And a lot of it had to do with the subject matter. Um, I would really, if you guys, we may even do a podcast about Dan Aykroyd. 
Most of you guys know him from the Ghostbusters, Blues Brothers, Saturday Night Live, but his family backstory and what he's into is actually pretty crazy. Like, his whole family were spiritualist. People that did, like, seances and shit. <laughs> like, his grandparents, his parents, they were really into that stuff. When he wrote the script to the original Ghostbusters, it was supposed to be a lot darker. And he was actually the one who coined the phrase ectoplasm in the movie because that was something that spiritualists actually believed in. If you guys remember like the haunting in Connecticut, that they actually believed that you spewed ectoplasm. And that's, and you know, of course we all came to know the word from Ghostbusters, but Dan Aykroyd purposefully made sure that that movie made it or that word made it into the movies because that was something that was a word that he was brought up to believe in growing up in a spiritualist family he works with um oh that company that tom DeLong from like 182 started about ufos among the stars he works with them he's really heavily into ufo research can we talk about that most recent ufo that was released though because did that not look like a tie fighter to you how do we know it wasn't, goddammit? Because I'm like... Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Because I'm like, listen, not only do you choose right now, the government chooses right now. Even though we've already all, we've known. Oh yeah, we've known. But I just find it funny that they chose right now to be like, oh yeah, we back this. Oh yeah, because and then we people show, wouldn't we give a shit. And then we see a picture of it, and it looks like a motherfucking TIE fighter. How do we know it's not? It's going to fly by and it's going to go, meow. <laughs> Sound like a fucking dude screaming his head off. If I see one coming out looking like an X-Wing fighter after that, I'm done. That'd be cool. That'd be pretty dope. I'd be like, can I fly it? R2? <laughs> C3? <laughs> but yeah, I just... um. If if most of you don't know that, uh, yeah, Dan Aykroyd is a really interesting cat. Like, the shit that, his whole backstory into paranormal and spiritualism, like, I had no idea until very recently. And I just thought that was, thought that was kind of crazy. But I bring that up a lot to say, though, that I firmly believe, which is something that we will discuss, that I think that the Mothman may be, um... I think he's an I think he's an alien. I think he's related to alien activity. Um, I think more so, maybe not so much an alien from space, but I think he's more of um, as we talked about a lot on the Skinwalker episode, because I do think that there's interdimensional portal portals on Skinwalker Ranch. And I think that's why a lot of these things are coming through there specifically. And I think that's what Mothman is. I think he's an interdimension interdimensional alien, much like Skinwalkers. And I could see how both of them could be looked at as demons, especially in their folklore. They could be, though. The one thing that gets me about Mothman, though, is that why are skinwalkers seen more? I don't know. Because it is it is true. Maybe Mothman is an omen. Not that skinwalkers aren't, but they're more avoidable. Avoidable. <laughs> <laughs> They're more avoidable than Moth... Like, with Mothman, most... A lot of people will see him and then something bad happens. With Skinwalkers, you see them... 
I don't know if that thing with Mothman being kind of this like death omen or like this prophecy of doom uh, type of thing. I, I some of that I think could be chalked up to a coincidence because True. we'll go in we'll go in <clears throat> to the Silver Bridge collapse. And when that was more heavily investigated, that was due to structural damage. I think it totally happened to be a coincidence. I also think a lot more is tied into um, him and the area around Point Pleasant where he was originally found, the old ammunitions plant, because um, they think a lot of that could have come from some type of mutation. So that very well could be too. He could be some type of mutation. Cause if you remember from that, uh, Mothman to Point Pleasant thing, they kept mentioning that, yeah. that he could be some type of mutated bird or human or whatever could be something that's, that could have possibly originated from this old ammunitions plant. Um, so to kind of give a little bit of back history to Mothman, um, one of the original sightings happened on November 12th of 1966 when five men who were digging a grave at a cemetery near Clendenin, West Virginia. <laughs> Clendenin? Clendenin. Clendenin. There are too many letters. Exactly. There's too many. Yeah, there's too many. It's just like, that's why I love how you said anemone because that's exactly what the fuck this word is. That was, I can't take credit for that. That's a name There's too many ends. Um, claim to have seen a man-like figure fly low from the trees over their heads. Listen, bitch, I don't care. I don't care. I ain't seeing shit like that. I'm off. Fuck this shit I'm out. A man, listen, a man, <laughs> look, I'm taking a page out of your book. A man-like figure flying, what? And this is 1966? Bitch, this is 2020. I'd still yeah, be like, don't fuck. Like, yeah, like, <laughs> why is he flying? Um, this is often identified as the very first known sighting of what uh, came to be known as the Mothman. Shortly thereafter, on November 15th, so this would have been just three days later, two young couples from Point Pleasant, Roger and Linda Scarberry, and Steve and Mary Millette, I remember this talked about a lot in the documentary, told police that they saw a large gray creature whose eyes glowed red when the car's headlights picked, picked it up. I remember, because they were talking about, he actually followed them he was actually chasing them down the road they described it as a large flying man with 10 foot wings following their car while they were driving in an area outside of town known as the tnt area it's the site of a former world world war ii ammunitions plant so there's actually a park there now um but back in the 60s it was almost sort of like a, a makeout area when it was the old ammunitions plant so that's why a lot of the sightings would come from young teenagers that were parked back in that area. During the next few days, other people reported similar sightings. Two volunteer firemen who saw it said it was a large bird with red eyes. Mason County Sheriff George Johnson commented that he believed the sightings were due to an unusually large heron he termed as a <laughs> shite pokey. Um, herons are big ass fucking birds, but... I'm I'm sorry. They don't. They Herons, there would be a big fucking difference between yeah. that because this and thing actually has some substance is. to it. A heron right. really doesn't. They're really thin. They're really skinny. Exactly. They're lanky. Yeah. They're super skinny and have the beak. <clears throat> if this looks like a man with wings, that's a man with gonna... wings is clearly a bird. A lanky clear, bird with a clear, bill. Clear. 
<laughs> just like the whole like, oh no, that was a weather balloon, not a UFO or a Tie Fighter. <laughs> I'm I'm telling you, I saw it that really picture. Did. No, 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 no. I've seen like it. my roommate showed it to me, and I was like, "What does that look like to you?" Like, and she's like, "I don't know. I can't tell." I said, "Give me a second. I went on Google, and I was like. That is a motherfucking TIE fighter. <laughs> How do we know it's not? We don't oh my god, is Star Wars real? I'm gone. I'm leaving. I must go. My people need yes. me. <laughs> Take me away. Um, contractor Newell Partridge told Johnson that when he aimed a flashlight at the creature in a nearby field, its eyes glowed like bicycle reflectors. <sighs> and blamed buzzing noises from his television set and the disappearance of his German Shepherd dog on the, cre- on the creature. Yeah, that guy, that was... Never, like, he said his dog kept barking, and he kept calling for it, and then he shined the flashlight and saw the eyes, and it was gone, and then he didn't hear the barking anymore, and his dog, they never found his dog. Because I remember that, too. Like, the dog was just gone. Wildlife biologist Dr. Robert Smith at West Virginia University told reporters that descriptions and sightings all fit the sandhill crane again. It's not a fucking bird. Um, the sandhill crane is a large American crane, almost as high as a man, with a seven-foot wingspan featuring circles of reddish coloring around the eyes, and that the bird may have wandered out of its migration route. This particular crane was unrecognized at first because it was not native to the region. After the December 15, 1967 collapse of the Silver Bridge and the death of 46 people, the incident gave rise to the legend and connected the Mothman sightings to the bridge collapse. The Mothman prophecies the 2002 movie Um, was loosely based on the 1975 book of the same name by John Keel. According to the uh, Georgian newspaper, and we're talking about Georgia, which is the country that is in uh, Western Europe and, or I'm sorry, Eastern Europe and Western Asia. um, I am not even going to try to say the name of this newspaper. Exactly. Uh, (laughs) According to that newspaper, Russian... (laughs) UFOologists claimed that the Mothman sightings in Moscow foreshadowed the 1999 Russian apartment bombings. Now that one, I don't know if I believe in that. Um, In 2016, WCHS-TV published a photo purported to be of Mothman taken by an anonymous man while driving on Route 2. This is a uh, news station affiliate out of Charleston, West Virginia. Science writer Sharon Hill proposed that the photo showed a bird, perhaps an owl, carrying a frog or a snake away, and wrote that there is zero reason to believe uh, or suspect that this was Mothman as described in the legend, and that there are too many far more reasonable explanations. I feel like I think I've seen this picture. I've seen that picture, and there's also another real famous one of Mothman uh, supposedly sitting on top of a bridge. Um, and that, that one looks fake as hell. That, well, that image has been, that was debunked because a lot of people keep taking that same image and superimposing it in other areas. So that's how people figured out that it was fake. Um, and yeah, I, I think it is. I, 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 I firmly believe that the sightings that were coming out of West Virginia in the sixties were definitely something. And I think a lot of it could be tied to the ammunitions plant. Um, because a lot of the reason why John Keel wrote that book is because 
he was also a ufologist that believed in men in black was visited by men in black uh men in black also visited parts of point pleasant west virginia that were investigating and if this was an old world war ii ammunitions plant who knows if it was decommissioned or not there could have still been things going on um they sell Mothman plush toy. Of course they do. Um, I'm sorry. I was just looking for those pictures, and I I saw it, and I was like, "That's it's actually that's pretty really damn. Cute. It's actually pretty damn adorable." If you guys Google Mothman plush, it's pretty cute. Anyway, go on. <laughs> um, so, given further analysis, folklorist uh, Jan Harold Brunvind notes that Mothman was wildly covered in popular press. Some claiming sightings connected with UFOs and others claiming that a military storage site was Mothman's home. Brunvin notes that the recountings of the 1966-67 to 67 Mothman reports usually state that at least 100 people saw Mothman, with many more afraid to report their sightings, but observed that written sources for each story consisted of children's books or sensationalized or undocumented accounts that failed to quote identifiable persons. Brunvin found elements in common among many Mothman reports and much older folk tales suggesting that something real may have triggered the scares and became woven with existing folklore. He also records anecdotal tales of Mothman supposedly attacking the roofs of parked cars occupied by teenagers. Conversely, Joe Nickel, um, who is a really, 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 really famous uh, American skeptic and paranormal investigator, he states that a number of hoaxes follow the publicity generated by the original report, such as a group of construction workers who tied flashlights to helium balloons. Nickel attributes the Mothman reports to pranks, misidentified planes, or sightings of a barred owl or albino owl suggesting that the Mothman's glowing eyes were actually the red-eye effect caused by the reflection of light from flashlights or other bright light sources. The area lies outside the snowy owl's usual range. Um, and you know, owls do get, especially barred owls do get pretty damn big. And you could see them from a distance up in a tree, and it would freak you the hell out. They're huge. You, you wouldn't you wouldn't know if you had never seen one that big before. Um And their wingspan can get insane too. But I just it's I still think be I'm, I, I don't know. If somebody's going to say that they see a man-sized creature with a 10-foot wingspan, that is not an owl. That the body is not doesn't a bird. The body doesn't match. I yeah. get the wingspan, but the body doesn't match. So that that's where it's it's hard for me to, to, to believe that argument. According to the University of Chicago, psychologist David Gallo uh, states that 55 sightings of Mothman in Chicago during 2017 published on the website of a self-described Fordian researcher by the name of Lon Strickler were a selective sample. Gallo explains that he's not sampling random people and asking them if they saw Mothman. He's just counting the number of people that voluntarily came forward to report a sighting. According to Gallo, people were more likely to visit a paranormal-centric website like Strickler's um, were also more likely to be inclined to believe in and therefore witness the existence of Mothman. So basically, that's saying that obviously there can be a certain amount of people that, given the powers of persuasion, would believe that Mothman would be would be real. 
Some pseudoscience adherents, such as UFOologists, paranormal authors, and cryptozoologists claim that Mothman was an alien, um, like I mentioned, or a supernatural manifestation, or previously even an unknown species of animal. In his 1975 book, The Mothman Prophecies, author John Keel claimed that the Point Pleasant residents experience uh, precognitions, including premonitions of the Silver Bridge collapse, uh, UFO sightings, and visits uh, from inhuman or threatening men in black and other uh, phenomena. You know what makes sense, too, is that aliens are known to know the future. Right. So that it it would make sense if it was an alien. You know, we talked about <sighs> when we did our podcast about aliens, too, there's not that... There's different descriptions. If we do believe that there would be several different worlds and planets out there that aliens would exist, they wouldn't all look the same. Of course not. Just like all people are genu generally the same, but we don't look the same. Think in terms... Well, case in point, think in terms of Star Wars. Think about how all all of those... Think about how many different alien species there were fighter. in there. It was a goddamn TIE fighter. I'm telling you guys. <laughs> telling you guys, it was a TIE fighter. So yeah, they wouldn't all look the same. No. So why wouldn't it be believable that Mothman could be just an alien? One. Just another one. All these cryptids could be fucking aliens. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's It's... It would be easier for me to believe that than me to believe that he would be uh, some type of unidentified creature. I'm less likely to believe that. The only one I would believe that on is Loch Ness. Yeah. Just because there's so many creatures under right. the sea we have not identified just because it's so vast. Right. But that's the only one I'd be inclined to be like, okay, yeah, that's probably, it, that one very well could be something that... Well, because I think in terms of, like, the coelacanth, I mean, that was yeah. a fish that people thought was extinct, you know, fuck millions of years that they just found a few years ago, so... They're like, oh, bitch, you here? Oh, damn. You still, you still kidding? Like, five million years? <laughs> yeah, so I would definitely more that. I would be more inclined to believe. Um, yeah, I just think, I think a lot of it had to do with something that's centering around the uh, formula, former ammunitions plant, which is now um, apparently a big uh, nature reserve. Not, not park, but, well, park, because you can walk around it. It's got walking trails and different things like that. But, uh, yeah, it, it's just a big, giant nature reserve. And it's actually more... So, in terms, geographically, eastern Ohio, when you get into where Galapagos, Ohio is, it's right along the border of the Ohio River. And then right across the Ohio River would be Point Pleasant, West Virginia. So, the uh, Silver Bridge basically connected Galapagos and southwestern Ohio to that part of West Virginia, namely Point Pleasant. Um, and then when they built a new bridge after the Silver Bridge collapsed, they built it a few miles, um, few miles away from there. I think it's a little bit more south. Now, where the actual town, like Main Street town of Point Pleasant, where the essential sightings were, where the ammunitions plant is, is actually several miles north 
from where downtown Point Pleasant is and actually closer to where the original Silver Bridge was. So I think that's a lot of the reasons why all of them kind of became interconnected because you had the ammunitions plant in one area, you had the bridge so close by, but a lot of the site, there, there were a few sightings right in the main part of town, but when you go more north of Point Pleasant, where the ammunitions plant is, because I, I looked at it on Google Maps, when you look at the terrain, there, once you get from where downtown Point Pleasant is and start driving north to where that nature reserve is now, it is nothing. I mean, you got miles and miles of nothing. So I could very well believe, especially back in the 60s, that you could be on backcountry roads with no fucking streetlights in the dark driving. God only fucking knows what you would see out there in the middle of the night. That makes it even fucking creepier. You could see worth... worth. You could see worse than the Mothman. And think about it too. Every time people talk about fucking UFO set, UFO sightings, it's always in the middle of fucking nowhere. Nine times out of ten, it's usually in a field in the middle out in in driving on a road in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the desert, in the middle of the woods. I did want to give special mention when we did our aliens episode. <laughs> Guys, I know that was a lot of information to kind of fill two hours, but we we talked a lot about Travis Walton. We failed to mention, and I very much apologize about this, we failed to mention uh, prior to Travis Walton, one of the most famous UFO abduction stories was uh, Betty and Barney Hill. Oh, shit. Um. They were an interracial couple that were uh, abducted and, um, yeah, I mean, had mysterious burns on their clothes, uh, their, their antenna wire on their car was twisted. Like there was all kind of weird things that happened to the car. Uh, yeah, that, that story was really crazy. And that was one of those. And the reason why I pointed out, because how I mentioned the sightings of Mothman being on a back country road in the middle of nowhere, that's where they were. You're just driving around on a back country road in the middle of nowhere. Um, Travis Walton was in the woods in the middle of nowhere, Ar- Snowflake, Arizona. I mean, it's, it's, it's like the perfect storm to come together if al- if aliens were truly going to want to make contact with humans, that it would be in an area that wouldn't have anybody around. Come together. Nobody around. Well, especially all. if they don't want anyone to see them. And that too. You already rarely see that shit enough as it is. Right. So they stay hidden. So. Um. <laughs> pretty much hidden. I mean. A lot of times, because, and I think, I think because unless you get close enough contact with them, a lot of people, it's so, it can be so easily explained off certain sightings. Now, some sightings, there's just no fucking way. Same thing with paranormal. Yeah. Exactly. Even some, if some things you're like, definitely, and then other things you're like, that, that can be explained. We've had experiences where it's like, okay, if this wasn't a ghost, this was clearly something unexplainable. We've tried to recreate noises that and we've heard. And it wasn't. 
So, and then when we shared our uh, UFO stories, we didn't say that those were aliens. We're just saying that clearly this was an unidentified flying object because we know what planes look like. We know what helicopters look like. We know what dro- what drones look like. <laughs> you almost said almost droids. Said droids. <laughs> uh, I've been watching way too much fucking Star Wars, guys. Tie Fighter! It was that week. Um, May the fourth be with you, When you line. know that's not it, then you're like, what the fuck? Like, clearly that's not what my brain has seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying it's an alien, but clearly it's something that's unidentified. Sometimes when things happen that's paranormal. I'm not saying it's paranormal. Or no, I'm not saying it's a ghost. I'm just saying, I don't know what the fuck. (laughs) So the um, festival takes place in, I was trying to see exactly what time of year it takes place. I think it actually is in September. I think you're right. I think it's September. Um, It started in 2002. Yep, September. Started in 2002. It's the annual Mothman Festival. Um, it began after brainstorming creative ways for people to visit the town of Point Pleasant. The group organizing the event chose the Mothman to be center of the festival due to its uniqueness and its way to celebrate its local legacy in the town. According to the event organizer, Jeff Wamsley, the average attendance for the Mothman is an estimated 10 to 12,000 people per year. A Let's 12 go next year. foot tall. I want to go so bad. I don't want to go this year. Let's go next year. No, no, we'll definitely go next year. A 12 foot tall metallic statue of the creature that you guys would have seen on our social media, created by artist and sculptor Bob Roach, was unveiled in 2003. The Mothman Museum and Research Center opened in 2005, uh, and the festival is held um, every September, like we stated. It's on the third weekend. Uh, there's guest speakers, vendor exhibits, pancake eating contest. I don't know what that has to do with Mothman, but I fucking I kind of want to do it. Um, and hayride tours of locally notable areas. Um, so, yeah, that would be kind of cool. They probably take you up to where uh, the old TNT factory is. So that would be really, that would be I've, really, really cool. I've been trying to look to see if I could find anything recent. The most recent sightings I can find is the ones in Chicago. I've been struggling to find Those anything ones more in recent. 2017. Yeah. 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 I I couldn't. You know, when I was trying to look for any recent sightings, looking into it, uh, before I had watched the movie and the documentary, I didn't. I didn't see any either. Um. Yeah, I don't. Like I said, I I have a very, 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 very hard time believing that those sightings in Chicago were real. I I just I just have a hard time believing it. I think the way that it's explained because it was done by a psychologist that the way this researcher went about um getting these sample sightings from people that people just voluntarily reported these sightings i think it just kind of gives way to what uh psychologist Ga- uh, david gallo said um that people would be more inclined to believe that if they were going to visit if you're going to visit a paranormal website then you're going to be more inclined to believe already if you're already visiting 
a website like that. So I think it kind of has more to do with the power of persuasion that people were saying that they were having these sightings. Um, I think that they're just, I personally think that there's something surrounding this old um, ammunitions plant. I, I think that it could have possibly been decommissioned um, much like, um, oh, what am I thinking about? Oh, I wish I could help. It was supposed to be the inspiration. It was the original inspiration for Stranger Things. Um, you've said it so many times. Yeah. So many the times. Experiments on the kids. Yep. And, um, <laughs> sorry guys. Guys, that, we're doing great. I know. I know. I'm sure. See, these are those moments where people are sitting <laughs> and listening to this and they're like screaming at their, t- screaming at their phones or whatever they're listening this, on. This, like, thing. this, We know what it is. Like, we fucking know. Oh, for the love of Jesus. It's like, sorry guys. Um. We're getting there. Hold, please. Oh. Oh, that's a pro. Oh. I'm sorry. I'm reading some of this shit, and I'm like, oh. You're like, oh, no. Oh. Um. Well, okay. So, yeah, the Montauk Project. Montauk. Thank you. It um, sounded like Mothman. No, I'm dying. I'm like, what? I'm dying. I can't. I can't. I can't help. Um, yeah. Because my one brain point, was just like Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Stranger Things. And I'm like, can we stop thinking about Stranger Things? I, well, because they were originally going to call it Montauk. And I was just like, <laughs> fuck. Now I'm on Stranger Things brain. Um, but yeah, like, a lot of people say that that area was just for military. It's been decommissioned. There's nothing that they've done further. That's what the government is telling you. But there's been rumors swirled for years that the area, even after it was supposedly quote unquote decommissioned, was still being used for, for um, still being used, specifically being used for MK Ultra experiments, and even more importantly and disturbingly, MK Ultra mind experiments on children. So maybe not something as sinister as that with Mothman, but definitely something is a little suspicious if he's mainly around an area that was used for ammunitions. Like, it said that up until 2012, it's now known as the McClintic Wildlife Management Area. As I mentioned, it's in a part of West Virginia called Mason County that is um, a wildlife reserve. But there were news reports um, as recent as 2012 that there were still there was still an area that contained explosives. So, what what is the connection? There could would it? Why would it be unbelievable to think that there would still be some type of government connection with that area, with those buildings? And more specifically with Mothman. It sounds really similar to me with Montauk. And I mean, there's all of... kinds of shit and sightings around 
Montauk in that area. Uh, that that crazy creature that washed up on the beach that one year that everybody, I mean, they said they don't know if it was a dog, if it was, a lot of people say it was a dog, maybe it was, who knows. I don't know. It looked very strange. And I think it just was a little too much of a coincidence for it to be so close to an area that uh, has all of this lore surrounding it. More importantly, it's even closer to Plum Island, and we know they fucking do uh, animal experiments. So, yeah, I think... I think somebody fucked up. And I think somebody time. accidentally dropped some big chemical time. X. And I think it created the Powerpuff Girls. Well, they... Chemical X, but they didn't have sugar spice and everything nice. They had a moth. And... That moth... And some human DNA. Well, what happened was, is they were trying and, to create a human... And you know, these motherfucking moths, they fly all over the place and they get in your way. This stupid moth got in the way. Right. And fell into the concoction. Exactly. So they made the powerful man. Somebody had one of them overhead lights on and you know they can't stay away from the fucking things. The fucking fluorescence. Oh my god. The light. The light. The light. It moves. I do. I just, I, I know, guys, I know we're speculating. I know we're, we're, we're I throwing think he's things real. out there, but I think I, I, think I just he's don't real. know how. I don't think he's, I don't believe a lot. This is just me personally. I don't believe a lot of the more recent sightings. I do believe the sightings that happened in the 60s and the 70s. I, I, I personally do. Um, I did want to give quick mention about the Silver Bridge. Because I know we've been mentioning that a lot. And if a lot of people are not familiar with what happened, um, on December 15th, 1967, the bridge collapsed under its own weight during rush hour traffic, resulting in the deaths of 46 people. Remember, guys, this was 10 days before Christmas. Um, So investigation into the wreckage pointed that the cause of the collapse happened to be the failure of a single eye bar and a suspension chain due to a small defect that was just 0.1 inches deep. Analysis showed that the bridge was carrying a much heavier load than it had originally been designed for and had been poorly maintained. The bridge was replaced by the Silver Memorial Bridge, which which was completed in 1969, two years later. So, yeah, guys, I mean, this is like... If any of you remember about 15, if you guys remember about 15 years ago, there was that bridge in Minnesota that collapsed like that. And it was very similar, poorly maintained bridge where it was not taken care of. And over the years, traffic just got heavier and heavier and heavier. And it was just sustaining too much weight and it collapsed. And I personally think it just happened to be a coincidence that you had such a high high number of um mothman sightings in in and around the area and then all of a sudden this bridge collapsed but you know there was an entire investigation that was done and we now know why and it can't you know 0.1 inch it can be that fucking close for something like that to happen so, um, it was a very unfortunate thing, but I don't believe it was connected personally to the Mothman sightings. Um, I just, ca- I just chalked that up to a coincidence. Um, now the book that John Keel wrote in 1975 called The Mothman Prophecies, 
was actually a book that uh, was more so into the investigations around the sightings from 1966 to 1967. So it combined not only the sightings, because these were people that John Keel had personally talked to in the town of Point Pleasant. It also went into accounts with his theories about UFO uh, and uh, supernatural um, uh, uh, phenomenon that was happening around the area during that time. So it was when, so again, John Keel was mostly known for writing about uh, UFO research and he connected UFO sightings in and around the time that the Mothman was sighted, specifically in this area of West Virginia. Also speaking with people in Point Pleasant that had mentioned that around the time that sightings were mentioned to the police and reported that men in black started showing up in town and, and asking people questions. I think even one of the couples that were chased by Mothmen talked about a man in black visiting them and asking them really, really bizarre questions and never showing any identification that it was just a really weird, bizarre interaction. Um, now the film, the Mothman prophecies that came out in 2002, that the book was based on really took a lot of, um, what do they call it? Like artistic, liberties. artistic liberties. Yeah. Cause it, it was really far off from the book. I, it was a lot more heavily fictionalized. Um, the character that Richard Gere plays, his name is John Klein, not John Keel, like the, uh, author of the book. Um, in the book, this, uh, John Klein's character loses his wife. Uh, she has a, she has cancer. I think she has a, it was a brain cancer. She had a tumor in her brain and she dies. And prior to her death, she was having sightings of what later John believes was Mothman or visions of Mothman. And then, uh, John was supposed to be driving to cover a story and winds up in Point Pleasant, West Virginia has no idea how he wound up there is attacked by a man that lives there that said that he showed up to his house before. He has no idea what he's talking about. But this guy, along with other residents in town, have been seeing sightings of Mothman. Um, and that's when John uh, gets together with one of the local officers who is played by Laura Linney. And they go uh, into questioning a lot of these residents. And then um, that's when uh john himself starts having visions he starts receiving these really weird phone calls at night and basically by the end of the movie all of this culminates into what really happened which was the silver bridge collapse um and then uh as they mentioned at the end of the movie that after the silver bridge collapse that uh, all sightings in the point pleasant area of mothman had stopped so um, I think that's why sightings after that were so sparse, because I just have reason to believe that they weren't real. I just think a lot of people, you know, were really interested in the story years later and in the age of the Internet and Photoshop, people could just do whatever they wanted to make, you know. If you want to make this look like it's Mothman on top of a bridge, then that's really fucking easy to 
to... It looks... Uh, that picture looks really good, Photoshop. but it, I don't think it's real. Oh, yeah. Like I said, I've seen quite a few of them, and they do look... They, they look very, very, very convincing. But like I said, there's a lot that Photoshop can do. Um, I personally, you know, like I said, I don't really think that he's like a harbinger of doom, but I very much think at the time that I firmly, and this is also me putting my tinfoil hat on, if you look at a lot of the things that happened with Montauk, and that area, I give rise to believe that this ammunitions plant that was north of Point Pleasant was decommissioned, but still possibly being used by the government. And the men in black, or whatever you want to call them, um, if they're part of a governmental agency or not, or I don't know, but I still think that this area, whether decommissioned or not, was still being used either by governmental agencies or the men in black that that area specifically somehow came connected to some type of some type of interdimensional portal and that's what gave rise to uh Mothman. I I think so. I, I'm, I'm, it's and then just, they bailed when they saw that motherfucker come. Right? Down. They were like, no. Well, you know, that's, that's a lot of what Stranger Things, you know, we, we all love that show, but I, that show, that's, that's the main thing that centered around the story. And the beginning was this lab ripping open these interdimensional portals into what the show deemed the quote-unquote upside down and pulling through these beings that yeah I mean if you didn't know interdimensional portals existed of course you would think a Demogorgon was a fucking alien you wouldn't know what the hell that was (laughs) you wouldn't have any idea but that's essentially what Stranger Things is based on that if you look at evidence of other places where there's very strange phenomenon, I believe that that's exactly what's going on in those areas too. Uh, more importantly, Skinwalker Ranch. There's definitely Skinwalker portals. Ranch is a hot spot. There's definitely portals all over that place, and they've been there for a long time, a long, 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 long time. Mr. Crowley, dude, what'd you do? But yeah, um, I definitely want to go to this festival. I can't fucking wait till next year. That is going to be amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Um, I want to go to the museum too. Oh yeah. Well, we'll I want to go to uh, Bigfoot Country too. What's that place called? Oh, uh, Pacific Northwest out in that area? Or I want to say it's in Oregon, but I could be wrong. Or you mean you mean where the Patterson Gimli footage that. was found in around like uh oh god what was it called uh that place that place where yeah they, yeah, yeah they yeah, have yeah. like the Bigfoot yeah. restaurant and all that yeah shit. I want to go there yeah that would be awesome I want to see a one <laughs> and then I want him to go on his merry way <laughs> I don't want to see a Mothman personally no those I are fine i do I'm not about want bigfoot. to see a mothman yes bigfoot's Crypt, let honestly there are no cryptids i want to see besides bigfoot that's not yeah none of them at all 
don't don't need to. A mermaid would be cool, but I know those yeah. aren't real, so I'm, I'm not gonna right. say that. No, no, that's definitely not gonna happen. But yeah, I I totally totally. I can totally hear agree you, but I won't. I totally agree. Yeah, fuck that. I would I would love Bigfoot is one thing. That's actually at least when you get mermaids incredible. like, ah, ah, and you're like, I can hear you, but I won't. <laughs> The singing instantly mermaids, instantly mermaids. Yes. Um. Yeah. If you, I didn't know if you had anything else to add. I tried to find some other stuff on them, and I it, I didn't find anything. Yeah, I just thought this was a really interesting one to do because I know there's been, you know, well, there was a major motion picture made about it. The festival's been ongoing. You know, Can we get a major motion picture every on Skinwalkers, please? And, um, yeah, actual... Actual Skinwalkers? Skinwalkers. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, my God, that Antlers movie was supposed to come out last month. Oh, my God, I can't remember anything. <laughs> I know, and I think that's probably not until... Probably safe to say most movies that were going to come out this year, we're just going to have to chalk up to next year. That was the first movie where I was like, oh my god, they're actually going to get skinwalkers right, even though they called them Wendigos. I'm like, those aren't Wendigos, those are skinwalkers, but you know, whatever. Well, like Spiral, the Book of Saw, they tried to hold on so hard to having a fall release, and they were like, no, it's not coming out till next year. <laughs> okay! Yeah, Candyman's being pushed off. Hey, guys. If we want to see them that bad, we'll wait another year. I'll wait another year. Bitch, I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> Clearly, next year is going to come very soon because yeah. April was like two days. It's going to. I don't it'll even be here before. It'll be here before we know it because this this whole year is just yeet. Just are we? Yeet are we? This is not even anything to do with anything. But are we getting the Mandalorian in the fall still, or is that not that's happening? that's still happening? That's still happening. I literally just read something today. <laughs> Literally just read something Important today. Question. October. October. October's my month, man. October. We are getting the Mandalorian. Two. Two. Hey, we've been talking about Star Wars enough. You can't say that has nothing to do with nothing because it kind of does. <laughs> this no, was but- a fucking Mothman podcast and we've talked about Star Wars so much. Well, it is Star Wars week. It is. It's, the, look. I took the whole fucking week because I did not It's not just May the 4th and Revenge of the 5th. It's a week. And I didn't have 24 hours or the brain capacity to stay up for all those movies. You cannot watch all of them. You can't in 24 hours. You can't do it. You can watch the Skywalker series. I almost said the Skywalker Ranch. I love you. Um, Which is a real thing. (laughs) Which is a real thing. Um, it's so guys, since Monday, well, no, there is a Skywalker. George Lucas calls where he lives. Oh, that's right. That's right. I'm sorry. I fucked up. (laughs) Um, well, guys, I've done pretty good. It's Wednesday and I started Monday and I've got one, two, three, solo, rogue one and four, five and six already done. So all you have is seven, eight, nine. Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I have I didn't life. even know you were that far. Because <coughs> I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house. 
sorry. I'm sorry. You fucking Casper wants uh, to kill me. It's okay. I mean, I watch TikTok enough. Bored in the house and I'm in the house. Bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house. Bored. Bored in the motherfucking. Sorry, guys. I don't have TikTok. Instagram shows them constantly, and I'm I'm trying to not get TikTok, so they don't drive me crazy. Are you actually gonna rewatch The Mandalorian before you watch Seven, Eight, and Nine? Yes. Fuck no. Not gonna do that. Because it is right now. You're at the spot where The Mandalorian's at. So I if know. you watch The Mandalorian before Seven, Eight, and Nine, but I'm gonna but I'm gonna watch The Mandalorian before the new season this fall. Of course, but I I can't. I no. I could. That's gonna be too much for my brain. Right. Trying to get through solo was enough. I'm sorry, got look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Solo is my least. Trying favorite. to get through solo was rough. The first time I saw it, I except, could hardly get through it. Except the well, two things. Actually, three things, I'm sorry. Um introducing Chewy. I did like that. I enjoyed that. Yes. Um, That's actually the one thing I was waiting for the whole movie. (laughs) Donald Glover is Lando Calrissian. Whoever the fuck did that, thank you. Because that was amazing. Perfect. Yes, that was great casting. Um, And can we just say Woody Harrelson kind of saved that movie. Woody Harrelson saves whatever he's in. Woody Harrelson saves everything. I did it. I did. Like- I love how he just randomly pops up and stuff. <laughs> right. Where I'm just like, why is Woody Harrelson? You know what? I don't care. Woody Harrelson. Zombieland. Hunger Games. He's just there. He just pops up, and you're like, good. I'm with this. I have to say, I feel like Amelia Clark. I liked Amelia Clark's character too. You know what? I did. I liked that it ended the way it did with her doing what she did, and I liked the introduction of dark i liked knowing because i didn't understand the whole crimson yeah i i didn't understand that like how that tied into the the canon of the star wars story until you saw darth maul at the end i was like the and then i was like oh here? you motherfucker <laughs> like now i and then it all goes back to palpatine and palpatine sucks and well you know the timeline is right there is talk that she is the grandma. I know. And I was like, oh. No. I know. Because someone had to have. No. I know. <laughs> I know. Someone. Well, because did you know? Because her name's. Well, could you know? Because her name's Kira. Mm-hmm. And. Um, no, I turned you off. Her name's. <laughs> Kira. My, my computer's not wanting to cooperate. Her name is Kira. And. Ray's name was originally supposed to be Kira. Just spelled differently. Right. Yeah, I don't want to think about anybody. Like, Amelia Clark is your grandmother? (laughs) Which means you would have... I I was like sitting in the theater and I was like, you know, I feel like I'm the only one sitting here going, somebody fucked him. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because for that to happen... For Ray to be his granddaughter means somebody had to fuck Palpatine. I'm going to throw up. Hopefully, 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 
It was just once. Oh my god. And it wasn't a... <laughs> also, Ray clearly got her jeans from her grandma. <laughs> oh my god, did she not? <laughs> Let's talk about looks. Did she not? Um, She got it from her mom, too. Jodie Comer? Jodie Comer is gorgeous! Like, can we talk about it? Killing Eve. Y'all... Y'all, <laughs> Killing Eve is fantastic. Yes, I know. My, I do not. I've never watched it. I've never you seen would it. Love My cousin it. watches it. The sexual tension between Jodie Comer and Sandra O oh is literally O. Oh. So much sexual tension between those two. I can't handle it. It's rough. All right, guys. Anyway, so I know we've literally talked about everything but Mothman. But if you've listened to us long enough, and you've been a lifelong long, and time you can probably tell we're together listener. too because we're actually like talking about other and things, having the actual conversation. Uh, yeah, because we're in front of each other. Um, so I was listening to this podcast, and they started off talking about aliens, and then Mothman, and then somebody fucked Palpatine. <laughs> I'm like. And it just kind of went off the rails after that. (laughs) Hashtag, who fucked Palpatine? Like, I enjoyed it, but I was like, wait, was this supposed to be about Mothman or what's going on? No. Um, We hope you guys enjoyed tonight. Yes. It was fun as always. So usually we do movies, a movie series next. Well, the movie series that we're doing in this month has a lot, and I haven't even started. But that's okay, because I have the first well, three I memorized. sort of did. Remember? You started before we even decided. Like, way before. And then I, I was like, we should do this, and you were like, huh, I've I, seen the first three. Because I got in a mode of like, yeah, I'm gonna like watch these now. And then I got to, I think, four, and I was like, ugh. They get hard to watch. Five, six, and seven are hard to watch. I was like, I don't want to watch this anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I really did. So next week, we're actually going to be doing our true crime episode all about Catherine Knight. We are on a... This bitch. <laughs> I don't have any any feels for this bitch. This bitch, y'all. Um, This is the Palpatine. <laughs> right? Like where we had the heart for Eileen, we have no heart for this bitch. She's fucking... Crazy. I feel about this woman with two Ks. How she's crazy with two Ks because her name's Catherine Knight, so she's crazy with two Ks. (laughs) She's cuckoo crazy. Cuckoo, cuckoo. No, for real though, I feel about her the way I do about Bundy, which is not great. So fascinating, but a bitch. Yeah, guys, this this woman. When I I was extremely unfamiliar with her until I listened to last podcast on the left episode about her or episodes rather. I think they did a two or a three part. It was two. And, um, Oh my fucking God. And that's all I'm going to say. That's all you really can say. Just, I wasn't just, familiar with her at all until you introduced her to me. And then I was like, Oh, what's this? And I started researching and I'm like, Oh my, Oh, 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 like this, reel it in, honey. This bitch is crazy. Reel it in. <laughs> yeah, guys, this is gonna be a really over the top story. Yes. Um, because she's essentially not a uh, serial killer, 
but um, is a murderer, is very sadistic, and uh, it's always interesting to do ones that are outside of the norm. I like, you know, I I, I'm, I like that in the beginning we covered our bases with Dahmer and Gacy and Bundy and the main ones, got them out of the way that everybody was familiar with, but I like doing the ones that are a little bit unfamiliar, that maybe most people don't know about, that aren't very mainstream. Um, especially one like this, because first of all, it's a woman. Second of all, it happened in Australia. Third of all, it is just an app. It, it literally sounds like the story was made up. It sounds like it, it really it does. sounds like it was out of a fucking movie. I was like, oh, this happened when I heard about it. And I heard and I was like, wait, no, no. I was like, wait, exactly like that. And then you read you you start getting into it. You read the crime reports and you're like. OK, so that would have been the day that I would have been like, I don't want to be a cop anymore. Yeah, I think I would have quit my job. I, there were some men that did. They walked into that crime scene, and after that crime scene, they were like, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't want to be a." Because that, that's that was similar to what happened um, with the Ed Gain case. Whoo! We gotta do him when soon. they walked in, and yeah, there was because uh, he's not a serial those, killer technically. No, either. either, but still, but yeah, those those cops. One of those cops, I think, uh, at least one or two of them walking into that crime scene and walking into that house were like, yeah, they, they quit. They were like, I mean, would you, how psychologically would you, would you be able to function after witnessing something like that? That is like body parts for bulge just in belts and a woman and dressed like a, a woman naked, headless, dressed like a deer. <sighs> yeah. And this is in the middle of East Buttfuck, Wisconsin. In the 50s. And they're like, there's a weird smell on here. And he's like, yeah, it's the dead bodies in my basement. Oh, just so casual, sir. Yeah, Ed, Ed Gain, we will definitely be. Ed That's Gain Norman and Manson. Norman Bates himself. Yeah, Ed Gain and Manson are the two that we're kind of, we're, we're, we're holding back. We already did Manson. We did do Manson, didn't we? <laughs> I was like, we did See, Manson. I get mixed up. Guys, but we, we wanted to wait. do H.H. Holmes, which was really, we were so excited to do that. And then, you know. Wait till we start getting into those episodes Quarantine. where we get too many. Wait till we start getting into those episodes where we're like, wait, did we already do that one? Shit, we did. That's why I already got in that one. I was like, oh, wait, fuck, we already did Manson. Like, did Manson. Damn it. She has no memory of this place. We have no memory of the I past no two months. at all. I really don't remember this year. <laughs> uh, yeah, me either. I'm glad. No. What happened was, okay, guys. So a word from our small sir. Calm your buddy <laughs> down. It was the door settling. It frightened Sorry, me a bit. The door. The door creaked. I was like, you guys may have actually heard that too. That was actually kind of funny. Um, yeah, there's like a thing in there. I'm yeah, that was your chair. I know that was my chair, but it was back here. That was funny. Um, so guys, if you've been following on the social media, the Instagram, <laughs> on uh, the medias, on all the media, uh, we have two new products, the lemonade bath bombs and the lavender body scrub. Um, check those out guys. Uh, so with businesses and things kind of slowly starting to let up, 
Um, I am going to discontinue the coupon code at the end of June, but I will be posting that to let everybody know when the sale will end. Um, you know, I just kind of wanted to give everybody time with, uh, just giving some people some added relief and what's been going on with the virus and everything right now. I just thought I would offer people a sale to just kind of help everybody out right now. But since things are kind of starting to get back to normal, I will be ending the sale at the end of June. So, um, get it now while it's hot. I'm going to be posting though. So for now, everything is still up. DFWTO is the coupon code. So make sure you're using it. Um, it's Etsy. Just go to Etsy, search calm your body down and the shop will pop up, put in checkout the DFWTO code to get the sale. Um, everything comes with the free body cream too. So make sure you take advantage of that. And shipping is always, 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 always free. Um, so again, thanks guys for everything. Make sure you check out all the new stuff. Um, your favorites are still on there too. The rose bath bombs are great. And thank you, Crystal from Horror Nights. And I wanted to give her a special shout out, um, for getting one of the rose bath bombs. I really, really, really appreciate that and hope you enjoyed it. I'm obsessed with the honey oats. I love that shit. I, I always too. forget that the oatmeal's in there. So like I get out of the bathtub and I look at it, there's like a little pile. <laughs> Just little oats. Just You're like, there. there's little oats. So I'm dying right now. And I have to say. I looked over for a second. <laughs> I was like, what in the fuck? So you guys listen to this. I've been laughing about this joke that I have made for a good four hours. A friend of mine on Facebook posted a picture of a flower. And it was called an amaryllis. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> she responded. So, I said, me being a person. Oh, that's nice. And I said, me being, you know, well, me. First things first, amaryllis. <laughs> and she just responded and said, marry me. <laughs> I'm like, I just love that she loved the thing. Like, my, I even said it to my sister. And my sister's like, I have laughed about this for an hour. Oh, and I'm like, I don't God. know why it's so funny. Because I was like, I just see a flower in amaryllis. And my brain automatically went, first things first, amaryllis. <laughs> I didn't, it would not have even crossed my mind. I didn't even <laughs> think about it. That's how my brain fucking works. I was just like, Like, why what? did my brain automatically move like, first things well, first, amaryllis, instead of, I, that's a nice flower. I had no idea. I thought it was a beautiful flower when I saw the picture. I had no idea what you were talking about. It took me like <laughs> half a second you can't I think it's one of those things you can't read it you have to say it right it is because it's like first things first amaryllis like what are you talking about like I have to be like first things first amaryllis and then you're like <laughs> then you're like oh my god you're singing fancy like it's, <laughs> I'm so sorry anyway which by the way is the only song I don't care for Iggy's Haley. I don't care for her either. I just, I like that in Black Widow. I like Black Widow a lot. Yeah, it did. Uh, yes, I agree. Totally 100%. All right, guys. Next week. It's time. Is Catherine Knight again. Yep. So make sure you come on back. Come on back, guys. Have a great week. It's been good to get back to a normal for a little bit. And um, wash your hands. Wear your masks if you need to. Stay safe. Be oh, good gotta, out there. We got to give them all the all oh, the God. stuff. Oh God, Jesus! It's been a week. <laughs> it's been one week. So. <laughs>
So if you guys want to follow us on social media, we have Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. All that don't fuck with the original. Make sure you spell it out with the apostrophe or you won't find it. You can find us on Spotify, Podbean, Podcast Player, Podcast Addicts, and CastBox if you want to give us a subscribe. Guys, we're getting really close to that 2000 on Podbean. And yes, we are going to do something when we get there. We just haven't decided yet because I'll be fr- quite frank with you. I keep forgetting because I can't remember to do anything. You would think with all this time on my hands, it I would actually have a brain, but my brain's like, no. <laughs> Climb it. <laughs> so, um, we are definitely going to do that. We, it'll either be a prize. We're talking about different things. So we'll definitely let you know. But we appreciate all our new followers. We appreciate all our supporting followers. You guys are the fucking best. We love you all so much. The fact that we're almost at 2,000 is absolutely insane to me. Um, so thank you. Thank you. And <clears throat> thank you. Also, I have a lot of allergies going on. Don't worry. All right, guys. Well, you were also laughing and allergies, and now she's like, I can't breathe. I'm like, now I have all the snots. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay, guys, see you next week. Goodbye. Bye.